week, we're talking about SummerSlam 2023, the deepest of breaths, and our weekly rad. And now your host, Mike Indeglio. What's up, team? Welcome to KM Geekly. Just a sneak peek. Two geeks talking about some of the things that get them through the week or mm. getting them through this week. And I'm Mike Indeglio. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and guy who just blew his nose off air, Keith Varney. Keith, how you doing? You're welcome. How are the sinuses? Well, uh, better now <laughs> that I was able to share that with you over the uh, 48K high-definition audio coming from my uh, my very uh, expensive vocal mic. You know, you're uh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mike, we're, how you doing? We're recording on a Sunday. CEO Jen has fled... She's going back to the Carolinas to, to to take care of her mom, so I'm bacheloring once again, Keith. You and I had an experience last night we're going to talk about that I think seven, eight, nine-year-old us would have really, really appreciated. We each were in our respective caves mm. uh, and snacking with multiple monitors, playing multiple sporting events and That's media, right. a text thread with just guys talking guy it was, it was something. It was really something. Jen walked home and she came in the room and just <laughs> she sent me a picture. She just was like, "What is happening here?" I was knee deep yep. in peanut M and M's, but it was a fun night, man. It was one of those nights where, like, uh, you know, there were some big dreams in my life. Not all of mm-hmm. those have uh, have come to fruition, but there were some smaller yet, ones yet. Yet. But there's some some smaller ones that are getting checked right off that list. You know what? You're 100% right about that. Mm-hmm. It's like it, – because I feel exactly the same way. But when I sit here in, in the basement, which I have like built out to be exactly my 12-year-old fantasy room – I like literally have a have a fantasy room for twelve year old me with all the action figures mm-hmm. and toys and seven hundred televisions and a fancy piano and a, and a computer. Life is good. Yeah. Life is good. There's little. There's little to complain about. We we at least well. There's plenty to complain about. But we will wear our privilege and our appreciation on our sleeves this morning. Indeed. There's a couple, and we're just gonna do a couple, a couple of chats about some things. Uh, we'll talk our weekly rad, and we'll get you out to start your week. Keith, we're going to start with what we were watching last night in our caves. I think it's yes. the best place to start, if you ask me. And that was the 2023 SummerSlam. Yes. Uh, in Detroit. And that place was a rockin'. You know, it was only a few years ago that uh, SummerSlam was in an empty arena. And yeah. there were no people. And now they were packed to the gills. That place was a rock. And we had a pretty good card. For those of you who do not follow wrestling, the big the big kind of match, there was two big matches, right? We had your your big, big Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes, who is sort of the up-and-coming good guy in the company. He's sort of the, the man to really bring it back. He's like the up-and-coming Hulk Hogan, and he's having to earn his stripes and then the other match was this storyline where the big champion Roman Reigns uh, was facing his cousin in a tribal mm-hmm. in tribal combat to see who was going to be head of the table. Uh, in a story that is going on th- three years now, yeah, going on maybe three years. So those are the big two things, and there was some other stuff. Uh, I think we've maybe talked about it on the show. I don't particularly watch the the product on a week to week basis, but I like to get on the on the internet with my brother and some pals on these pay-per-views 
Saturdays and watch what's going on. And since it's on Peacock, and we have Peacock, Peacock. yeah, we've been checking it out. So Keith, let's start overall impressions as the show as a whole, uh, and then we'll get into some of the nitty gritty. Well, first off, I'll point out that I was excited that it takes place in Ford Field in Detroit, uh, because that is actually the location to uh, the sequel to my to my novel. Uh, so, by the so Dead Circle Part Two: Beneath the Snow actually most of it takes place inside Ford Field in a post-apocalyptic world, running from all sorts of horrible monsters. So, if you if you want to hear all the research that I did on Google Maps about <laughs> Ford Field in the area, you can uh, go get that on available Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, check it out. Get that on Amazon. I I somebody just emailed me about this series like two days ago, and I'm like, like we're like, oh, I like this part in the book. I'm like, I don't even remember writing it. I have to. Re- Wrong answer. <laughs> Wrong answer is yes. I do yes. not remember. Worked hard. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that was fun. I I thought the show itself, um, it had some highs, and you know, I don't think there were a lot of particularly low moments in the show, but it was definitely too long, mm-hmm. and it it suffered from some like repetition of the same sort of match. None of them were bad, mm-hmm. but it, there was a lot of the sort of the same match over and over again. Um, but I but I had a had a really uh, I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time doing it, and I have notes on every single match. Ooh, I don't know if we're gonna go that deep, but as perhaps. well as a numerical rating for every match, buddy. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. I'm gonna make it up on the fly here. I I I, I feel very similarly. It's you know. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. The, the issue is that this is the main promotion of all the different wrestling. So there's so many people, so many workers in the ca- in the company, and they want to give them all their, their shot, right? They want to give yeah. them all some yep. time, but there's just not really time for that. You can't, even a crowd that's as juiced as they were last night, three and a half hours, going on four hours, is just a lot to handle. And Oh, it was a full four hours. Yeah, and, and you know, for, for some of the other ones where you're WrestleMania, they break it up into two nights, and I used to not enjoy that, but now I kind of understand why yeah. they break it up to get everybody there too. How long can you scream? I would say that there were definitely two to three matches here that really were worth the fun. I would have loved to have just kind of to watch them today, just the good stuff, <laughs> you know. But there's something about sitting with your pals and kind of going through the, the yeah. Pop no, I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, the the joy of it is mainly the text thread mm-hmm. with, with the dummies, uh, which yep. is which was really fun. And so, on my on uh, my cu- on my second screen, I had up the 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 Jake Paul or the Logan Paul, no, the Jake Paul boxing fight, uh, which was a, a pay per view event as well. But I will tell you straight up, internet. I ripped a stream for that because I will not hand that fake boxing my money. Hell no. They don't deserve it. They're not getting it. But if I can find wow. myself a back door, I'm going to take that back door to see the embarrassment of boxing. And guess what? It was just that kid was an embarrassment of boxing, but that's not what we're talking about. Mike takes a lot of back doors and is surprised why he gets hacked all the time. But his brother, Logan Paul, is now a bona fide WWE wrestler. Uh, he faced Ricochet, who's one of the high flyers. Keith, what do we think of that match? Well, uh, let me tell you. First off, starting with Kid Rock, no, Kid Rock, no. no I didn't We're watch done with Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. Didn't watch Kid move, Rock. Move on with Kid Rock. Yep. That's he's a monster. Uh, yeah, I thought. I mean, it was a. I thought it was okay. It just felt um, a, a little bit over choreographed, um, especially at the beginning. Like it was just like, okay, now we do this move, then we do this, and there's like lots of prep for it. You know, Ricochet is incredibly athletic, and it's super fun to watch him flip around. Um, but it felt a little, um, felt like a little bit like we were watching their run through as opposed to the mm-hmm. actual thing. Uh, 
Um, uh, so I gave it a 6.5. Okay, so we're going zero to 10. That's the- Zero, okay. zero to 10. Yeah, so like Keith said, just as a, for those of you who are not even wrestling, people who are just listening because it's easier to listen than to press the forward button, Keith's mom. <laughs> yes. Pro wrestling is, or sports entertainment, as they call it now, is a weird alchemy of entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's really hard, and Keith is trying to dissect what exactly you're appreciating, what is happening. Like somebody who never watches and comes in, my wife often, she'll be like, What is even happening? But mm-hmm. the magic mm-hmm. of it is after about 10 to 15 minutes, you just kind of get it, right? The storytelling is pretty simple in that you know who the good guy is, the bad guy is mostly. You sort of get what their beef is. And if you don't know, they play a video beforehand, they kind of give you a, a, very good a trailer. Yep. Yeah. And then you watch the thing. And it, Here's the thing, it it works or it doesn't work. And there are a gajillion reasons why the alchemy works or it doesn't work. And in this case, it doesn't work because these guys who do it at this level, turns out the majority of them are very good. They're very good yeah. at the, the combination of skills in telling us a story of fake punchy punch, right? And Ricochet is very good doing the high flyer stuff, but he's also got some of the other things that called selling, which kind of makes it all work, right? That works together. Well, it's it's the seams. It's filling yes. in the seams in in the art form, so mm-hmm. you 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 get believability. Like you could have a have a ten million dollar Broadway set, um, but you see it into the first day they put it in the theater, but they haven't done the touch ups on the paint. They yeah. haven't filled in the seams here and there, and all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, that's a set as opposed to a story. Yeah, and you can see when people are trying too hard, and and God, Jake Logan Paul here is putting in the work, and he's like, pre, he's, sure. got the, he's got the the tools, the physical tools. I would never just because I don't like him as a personality doesn't mean I would sell him out. So I'm sure. Look at Mike the Miz. We'll talk about him later. He started as just like a reality TV show guy, and he decided I want to do this, and he's become one of the best. So sure. it can be done. He's just very early, and they're pushing this Logan Paul guy a little bit quickly because he's. Got the he gets the it's a lot of clicks. Well, and the, and and as opposed to AEW, which is um, I think has a great deal of sort of like uh, you know philosophical political integrity, sort of like trying to be a force for good in the world. WWE will work with anyone. Yeah, yeah totally. So I could see the seams with him, and here and for me, I'm uh, look. I just come from the. I just don't watch the show enough. I don't really like. I appreciate Ricochet, but I don't find him to have any sort of like. A, Je ne sais quoi. And so you were nice giving a 6.5. I'm going to go a, a four. I give it a four. Yeah. Fair. And, uh, but next up was a big one was Cody versus Brock, which, they, they, uh, this is it. This is one of the two main storylines happening in the whole company. You got Cody Rhodes, who I, I hate his tattoo, but whatever it is, what it is. He's, he's a, a generational talent. His dad was one of the Hall of Famers. All time greats. Yep. Uh, he's facing Brock Lesnar, who is, in my opinion, also a Hall of Fame all-time great. Oh, no question. Sure. And this, Keith, in my opinion, did all of the things. Look, we talked about it on our text thread. This guy, Brock Lesnar, is such a monster. He's an Andre the Giant type. It's just not believable when he loses unless it's a great match and the finisher happens. They 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 sell the turnbuckle, how it's going to happen. The MacGuffin is, is laid very early. Yeah. They put out some tables that you knew were going to come into play. They finally came into play. It was a perfectly booked, old school booked type of match. Brock Lesnar and, puts over the young guy who they needed to do. He needed to, to, to further yeah. Cody into great, the great beyond. They put on a great match, huge spots. It was brutal. And then Brock, they, they shook hands and like, 
Lesnar yeah, gave him which the I pack, thought which elevated a lot. Never happens anymore, and it ha- usually you go Very out on your back school. and you just let them have their moment. But this was yeah. A, no, it was. I I thought I. This was a very the, 80s, adding a handshake 80s added it up uh, a point. You know, and mom, if you're still listening, what we're talking about the booking, we're talking about the storytelling, mm-hmm. right? And so the story of the story of this match and the story of of Cody Rhodes is that he is the the greatest comeback guy. He's mm-hmm. he's the guy who gets beat up and you think he's out and somehow he musters up the will to come back. And so the whole match was like. Him just like, oh, setting him up. There's no way he can come back. There's no way he'll get up one more time. There's no way he can beat him. And then he comes back at the end. And that's sort of the 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 smaller story of this particular match. But it is also the larger story that they're telling for Cody Rhodes. The same thing happened because he didn't win at WrestleMania. It's all about his comeback when he's gonna when he takes the title next WrestleMania. And that's the whole story they're telling. And it's I thought it was really well done. So it gets a uh, for me, it gets an eight. Point five, but a nine after the handshake because I that really added to the moment for me. Yeah, the more I think about it, it it I think it was the more important of the two big stories, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think they needed to get to find a way to get because the the bloodline, the the Samoan storyline has been so great and such a feature. Everybody is focused on that and focused on Roman losing the belt eventually to one of his cousins, and I think this was a moment. They needed to find a way to get Cody Rhodes back into the picture because we all know where they're headed for for WrestleMania, which yeah. is not until April. So, yeah, I think this had more stakes. I think this and had, they had to finish the story. Yeah, with and, Brock, and they also had to blow the roof off the place early. That's why they put them second. I think they and uh, yeah. I think Logan Paul they put first because he had to get to Detroit legitimately <laughs> to see his brother box. Anyway, those yeah. were short. I think it was my match of the night. To be honest with you, I'm going to give it also a nine point five. Yeah, really liked it. Uh, next up was a battle royale, which is a really silly concept where they put like 30 wrestlers in the ring and they all sort of like flail at each other mm-hmm. until there's only a few left. Uh, really, really silly. Uh, what I'd wrote down almost as huge. We know this. Uh, Sheamus versus LA Knight. Uh, LA Knight getting uh, getting the win. The the pop for him was giant. Yeah, he's huge. Everybody's he's very popular. I don't know much about him. I've listened. I've seen a couple either. of his things, and he's he's cool, and he's got like that kind of southern thing happening, and he's got a little bit of the Rock and a little bit of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he's over. The people love him. He's got some charisma. Uh, although I will say this, I don't. It's you know to be a, a kind of this kind of a person like a performer you need to have ego right ego is what feeds you and pushes you forward mm-hmm. but I would feel so silly if you're putting me in a match with forty people and I'm the most popular one and it's just all about me and it's just like <laughs> it it just seems such like a from the very beginning of this he got the best entrance he got the this he got all the all the spots were revolved yeah. around him it was it was just like a lot he had to do a lot of thanking thank yous in the locker room afterwards cuz everybody yes. put him over in this yeah, it was uh, fine for sure battle yeah, royals are fine. stupid yeah but you know i i did enjoy it because it was a different format so i gave it a 7 i think yeah, they maybe, kept maybe it generous short. but it was fun you got a good short. pop i mean the royal rumble coming up that's like they they draw it off for 3 hours this was in and out in 15 minutes i'll take it hey i'll give it a 6 too sounds great all right. I think he looks so much like Zachary Levi in uh, Shazam. He does, it, but like with the worst the, hairline. Um, yeah, well, it, we all have bad hairlines, Yeah, that's Mike. true. Uh, Sh- next Shayna up, Baszler Ronda, versus Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah. Uh, it, it, a fake MMA fight. If they had just wrestled, I think it could have been fine, but they were trying to fake an MMA fight. That was it, not good. It was so meta 
it was so bad meta that like here are these two huge MMA stars who left for the payday and and less uh, tr- strenuous training in WWE, more money, but they like have to prove their bona fides because Shane is actually a pretty good wrestler. I th- like professional wrestler. I don't think yeah. Ronda is. She hasn't really got the skill set, but she can look badass. Sure. And so here they tried to fake MMA. They did this big knockout kick, which didn't make any sense. And then they did this like the finish. It's it like, was it, bad. It was bad. It, it's it's so silly to do a fake version of the thing you're already doing fake. It was anyway, hokey. It was hokey. As hell. It was it was not good. Also, uh, the 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 medical professionals who came in the check did some of the worst acting of like. You get a two. I'll give it doctors. a two because they showed up. I, I I gave it a four, but that was probably being generous. All right, we got this guy Gunther who's doing this like authoritative. Yeah, he's doing this like authoritative, just like uh, authorit- authoritarian. Authoritarian. Yeah. Character. He's, he's, he's like a fa- like a German fascist. Yeah, but like, like they don't want to like make it German, so it's like a pseudo German. He's Gunther. Let's be <laughs> know, honest. Like, like, there's no flags. There's no sort of icon. Like we're, we're not iconography. directly. <laughs> He's not officially a Nazi, but he's, but he's definitely like Nazi adjacent. <laughs> yes, yes, he's, he's got he's got the, an ode to Nazi up against yeah. uh, Drew McIntyre, who's not like from the Middle Ages with a giant sword, but is from the Middle <laughs> Ages with a giant sword adjacent. They're also Vikings. I know. It's, it's so the pure, like I can buy the Undertaker as like an undead zombie guy who sometimes rides a motorcycle for some reason, but. <laughs> But these guys, it doesn't. The Drew McIntyre thing. I was like, so silly. I was like, oh, you're real bad. You come to the. You have a six foot sword that you instantly put up. You can't use. You put it away, and then you just have tidy whities on. Anyway, (laughs) these are two bad. They beat the living hell out of each other. They really did. Yeah. Which was like kind of cool. It was. It was. It. It was brutal. Which is, I think, what you have to do with these kind of guys. And I thought it told a decent story. I think I love this Gunther guy. I don't. He's a big no. He's, a he, great he's very guy. compelling because he he looks weird. Like everything, his face is weird. His body well, is weird. He lost weird. a ton of weight, and so he's he got that like yeah. post. I lost a ton of weight body, but he's still brutal. So it's no. I I think he's very compelling. I I that I wasn't like, a shaming, by the way. I was just describing a little bit of like, no, his I, trans I, transformation taking place. I I like him. I like the character. I like the presentation. So I'm. I, it was it was fun, and I and I sort of like knowing that like we're about to have a chop off, and it's going to be yeah. like. And it's, it's just such a random guy for them to have decided to like. Not random. He's great, but not your tip prototypical no. superstar that gets a, a championship push. And he's like and been intercounter champ for a while. It, it's also like the whole chop of it all. And for mom, a chop is like they they hit each other in the chest. They with slap their each forearm. other in the chest. Yeah. And and it's, and it's such a great and grunt. There's a lot of grunting. A lot. It's you know. Yeah. It's grunt heavy. Uh, it's grunt heavy. But it's it's a nice adaptation that they've done that you can you can have sort of the simulation of brutality without like the risk of injury. Like mm-hmm. it used to be like, oh, let's hit each other in the head with chairs and get concussions and like have like like actual brutality that is like actually pretty grim and upsetting when you think about it because of the real danger. This you're able to like you can see like the welts or whatever, but nobody's in any danger. Yeah. Right. So it's it's brutal, but also not dangerous, and I think that's a really good adaptation that they're doing there. Yeah, that's been around since time immemorial. But yeah, I agree. It's like you'll see from that first match, the, the a lot of the high flying and the jumping around spots sort of lose their luster after a while. I like the more brutal stuff. I want my He Men to fight. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, so... Seth Rollins? Oh, what'd you give Gunter there? I'll say a seven. Oh, 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 Gunter. I, I, I give him a 7.5 yeah. for the chop-off. Um, Rollins Seth, versus Baylor? Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, it's a championship match. Uh, I like Seth Rollins, always have, and his many different incarnations. Finn Balor, I've never liked. I have never liked his angles. I, I appreciate him, but I just don't sort of get it. He doesn't do it for me. So I, I, it was a hard match for me. It was a good match. They went at it. Eh. Yeah, I mean... It, the sport it, starts to get a little samey, like you said. It's Well, right. We, we had a lot of, like, we, one guy and one guy fighting each other at this point. I was, like, ready to move on to something else. Bit of a slow start. Um, they, I wrote down they needed a palate cleanser between this between these two matches. Mm-hmm. They did something something like a comedy match or something weird, some sort of a format change, because like I I started to lose interest. Even though these are both great wrestlers, mm-hmm. and um, started slow, got better. They had some accidental juice. They had the money in the bank run and slot. So I felt like the, the storytelling here was sloppy. I didn't know what story they were trying to tell. I don't think they do either. I think they're trying to find, I think they're testing out to see what's kind of like in this mid-card area. Like what is, it's not even really mid-card. It's the championship. I mean, but yeah. when you've got so many championships, it's hard to keep. Yeah, it was okay. It was yeah. all right. I gave it a 6.5. Yeah, I'm with you. That sounds good. And uh, then we had the women's championship. Uh, Bianca Belair, it's a triple threat. Charlotte Flair, Asuka, 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 uh, that, which probably should have, I get what they're doing, trying to make it, but they probably could have put this between the two. That, I think that would matches, have helped yeah. had they moved that just, just this was those two matches. Definitely a better match. I thought because much better. All three of them are incredible workers. The only thing I, I didn't like was the, the finish I thought was a little, I'm just over the false spots. So many people's huge, they have these huge moves they do. And then, oh, we kick out. There's so many kickouts, 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 which I get it is a, is a part of the thing and it's exciting, but there was this setup for this incredible finish and they oh. just had a kick out, which So good. Sucked. Yeah, it, it would have been so much better. Yeah, so what they had is is, is Bianca had a had a what looked to be a legit injury. They they faked this one as legit way better mm-hmm. than than the other one. I bought it. I thought I thought she was actually injured. Well, it turns out it was a it was a work. And she comes back and she does this incredible spot to finish the match. And somehow it doesn't. She ends up winning anyway. Yeah, just So not why there. the hell wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I think it was like they, they decided, like, I think Charlotte was like, I need to be, need to finish stronger. So we need to have one more thing. I think that was, that was just bad trying to like. But then they did have a run Charlotte in by there. this person I've never seen before who, who had won Money in the Bank and becomes the new champion. And I, I don't know why, Keith, but. I always like when this happens. It's the I only reason. It's, yeah. yeah, it's only the it's the only reason to do Money in the Bank. That person has to get a cheap w- w- shot at the championship. It has. It's yeah. the only it's the only thing that makes that story compelling. Unlike Which, the previous match with Judas Priest, who's got the thing and he's doing. He a didn't thing even for no, do it. It, it didn't. didn't even, yeah. Sense. But but yeah. So cashing in here for Io Sky that made sense logically for the story. You have an injured star who just won. Uh, we've just watched her go through all of this stuff. It it, it made logical sense, and I, you know I think Io Sky is 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 on paper a heel, but she gets a babyface reaction. Mm-hmm. So I think they're probably going to turn her pretty soon. Yeah, uh, I I like I like the whole like it started a little slow for me, but it eventually got there. I liked the whole yeah. shenanigans of it. I gave it an eight, and it's great because now you have three people who were in the triple threat who can now vie to get back to the title you can yeah. give somebody time off if they need it whatever you gotta you open a lot of doors for yourself yeah what, it was, was fun they all did a really good job yeah and they but the, i love the spray the old school like oh yeah so old school all right so then we we get up to it so then we had a great video package we get to roman reigns jay uso 
And Keith, all I have to say mm. is when we started the text thread, I word for word dictated you how sure this did. was going to play out because it was the only we we the, the pieces were set. We know where they're going. Yep. We know that the the in order for them to get to a Cody Rhodes Roman Reigns Roman main event at WrestleMania, we have we, to bump Cody up and we have to somehow offset Jey Uso who was coming in with a huge amount of fan support. He had just yeah. pinned Roman. Everybody wants Roman. Everybody hates Roman to the point they want to get the belt off him. Everybody's thinking this is the night. This is the night. There's no way this can be the night. No way. There's no way they <laughs> so can make it. So how are we going to make it compelling? How are we going to create drama? How? So what do they do? They have a great match, right? Terrific great match. match. Mostly match. Roman laying waste to Jay, actually. Um, yeah. He's a he's a good bump taker, and I, I think that was sort of like a subtle nod because in the beginning of Roman's kind of ascent, they did a lot of squashes with him, and people were getting sick of it. And I think they were setting this up yeah. as a type of squash, and or making you think that. And then Jay gets the upper hand. He hits a couple spots. He goes up high. There's kickouts, kickouts, lots of drama, drama, drama. Now you're thinking, oh my god, maybe they're going to put it on him, and we're going to figure this out in the coming months. Yeah, one Keith. Two Keith, somebody pulls him out. Who's dressed in a, a just has a sweatshirt? Hood. He's the Unabomber. Yeah, the like, Unabomber pulls him out, and it is his brother Jimmy, who we thought was mm. injured, but it turns oh, no. out he's come back to the family. And now, oh, what a betrayal! Oh, I mean, Jay Uso was giving you tears. He oh. was crying. Heyman was crying. Everybody was crying. I uh, I was trying to stay awake. And then, uh, so it was a great go home. They did exactly what it was. So now that that whole feud is going to go to, I think, probably Jay and Jimmy is what we're leading up to at WrestleMania would be my my guess. Oh, for sure, yeah. Jay, Jay and Jimmy, and then and then Roman and Cody. Yeah. Uh, which, which you know, and I, I got to say, like I, every time I think like, oh, I'm so tired of this yeah. story. And and to be fair. I, I only watch the pay-per-views. Yeah, me too. So, like, I haven't watched any of the weekly, you know, and I was I was texting my friend Jason, who was like, I'm so sick of them, because he watches the TV. So, like, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. um, but every time, I'm, like, impressed with the storytelling they're able to do here with this whole, like, I, I described it to Jillian as, like, it's like a full-on episode of Dallas, where they're, like, slapping each other. Um, yeah. But... Yes. I, I, I think somebody that the comes back from the line, dead and then they're they oh, have amnesia so, and then they yeah. A hundred percent. And then like, oh the brother versus brother, blah, 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 blah. Um I I think their storytelling, their acting is so good. Like mm -hmm. like Jimmy's acting is phenomenal. And I think that it it makes such a big deal, such a big difference. I also think that I was talking to you guys, they take and give punches and kicks better mm -hmm. than Anybody else in the business? Well, who are you going to trust the most, right? You're going to—I don't yeah. care how much you've worked with people. Your family, who you've been training with since you were a literal child, yeah, yeah. you're going to lay in with them because you know they, exactly where the limits are. And and they, you know, they take a kick, they take a punch. They look like they have died those, those in the super air. Kicks, super uh, kicks, super kicks, flying look. super kicks. Those those the Jimmy's uh, or Jay's splash off the top. I mean, it is full. It, it and they they you know they sell like they are dead on their feet and you buy it. Mm -hmm. It's so you know like you in you, then you watch Jake Paul and you're like oh wow that's how that's what that's what mo normal people would do. These guys are amazing at that. Um, so so yeah, I I had a blast. Mm -hmm. I had, I had a blast with this. Um, I think it's I think it's it's really fun because I'm only getting it once a month. 
I'm not bored yep. with these with these people and these performances. Well, it used to be and you'd I, only get it on Saturday nights. Like, that's wrestling back in the day. You were lucky if you saw a live show. You were lucky if you caught yeah. it on TV on Saturday night in a main event. It just wasn't as uh, – there wasn't as much. So I don't envy the writers and the people trying to, like, keep pumping content out. And you also have to come up with some stuff for social media and for this. It's 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 a difficult task. But and Also, like, Heyman is so much fun. I mean, yeah, come he's, on. he's one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. I think my overall... So anyway, I'll give that match... Uh, I'm going to give it just under the Brock-Cody match because I don't... I think we... I just... I I felt it to be very... I knew exactly what they had to do, and they did it. Sometimes that's harder. When you, like, people know what, about what you're about to do and you have to still make it compelling. Uh, but just under. So I'm going to... That was a 9.5. I'm going to give this a 9. Yeah, I'm actually going to... I'm going to flip it. I'm going to... I'm. I gave Brock the 9. I'm going to give... This is a 9.5 because um, even though you knew it was going to happen, I thought there the intricacies of the storytelling, you know, like setting up Chekhov's table mm-hmm. and and Edith's spots, you can you can see them coming, but they really they teased so well, you know, the 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 backdrop off of the rope onto the table, like we knew it was coming. We saw the setup for like three minutes, and it was still fantastic. And for me, was, the takeaway is the big takeaway for me from a a really bird's eye perspective is the difference between Triple H at the helm and McMahon at the helm. When McMahon was kind of running the show creatively, it, there, yes, there was excitement because he would change shit at the last second. We would second. have moved on from this story yeah. two years ago. He, would, he changed stuff at the last second. He tries a bunch of different stuff, crazy stuff. It was always kind of drama. Uh, he, would, he would zig when the audience wanted him to zag just to be a bastard. Whereas Triple H, maybe some of it seems a little plotted, but I feel more sure hands. Like there's a, a yeah. story written out a few months and they are just doing it. And it's, it's it, I just feel a little bit more like it is it, a, a polished product. It, it has patience. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think um, two thoughts. One, this storyline has created two main event baby faces that nobody would have expected. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Jay Uso and Sami Zayn. Like, two years ago, neither one of the, like, they were like mid-card at best. They are both now mm-hmm. main eventers on big pay-per-views that they sort of created. Um, they need to start creating the heel. Yeah. Right? Because once Roman goes down, they've got sort of nobody to be the number one heel. And they need to, like, they need to start building something non-related to the bloodline. Yeah. Some Brock sort of a monster heel. I think no, Brock can't do it forever. Brock's. I, I they think keep Brock trying and Cody, this Omar that guy, done. But these, that's not going to happen. Like almost, okay, he, yeah. he can't wrestle. Uh, you know, Guntar has a. I think they we could see if they could push him up. To, up, the, up Maybe the we'll see. But he's sort of in a great spot where he is. They and have the, a lot the, of faces coming up. A lot of lot. Too of many faces, not enough heels. Um, but the 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 last thought about it is that I think. You know, I, I, you know we, when we reviewed WrestleMania, we were both like, I can't believe they didn't give it to Cody. Like, that's stupid. It's a mistake. They really should have done it. I, th- You know what? Triple H, you sold me, mm-hmm. right? After seeing this, I'm like, you're right. You That that was the right call. There was more to be mined out of this, and I, I didn't realize it. Even if they didn't it. know at the time. Right. Yeah, where they like, were going to go, I think they knew there was some more juice. It there. was it was the right call. You had another. You have another year out of the bloodline before you hand it to Cody, and I think that was the right call. I te- I I, I take it back. I, t- I I retract my annoyance about that. Uh, we have a group, great great little group of f- friends who watch this stuff together. So I, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the next one. I think it's 
I don't know, but definitely Mania is going to be cool. That's a little bit ways away. All right. Well, we've got six months. Quickly, Keith, I wanted to talk about, uh, I watched a a movie on Netflix, a documentary on Netflix that I had heard about. I knew nothing more than I had heard it was really good. You have to check it out. It's called The Deepest Breath. It is written by and directed by Laura McGann. And uh, cinematography, which I want to shout out, is Tim Cragg. uh, And it was edited by Julian Hart. Music by Nainta Desai. uh, Apologies if I butchered that. So it came out in January. It was a darling at the Sundance Festival, film festival. And it's finally on Netflix, and I got a chance to check it out. And it is ostensibly a profile about the sport of freediving and nope. a free the one of the the best there is uh alessia zacchini and the italian uh and this is this is following her on her quest to break a world record um and her relationship and help from her safety diver a uh, one a very famous safety diver stephen keenan so a couple of things and i want to be very mindful here uh the the movie pretty smartly, I guess, assumes no one watching this really knows anything about these people or this subject. So you get a good primer into what freediving is, which is basically go down as deep as you can in one breath. You have no scuba gear, you have no snorkel gear, <clears throat> and you need you need safety people because, you know, you get the bends coming up, which is when the pressure affects you, you stop breathing, all the kinds of things. And almost nobody comes up, and, and then when you come up, depending on how much mouth-to-mouth you need, basically, you get a red card or a white card, and you either, that's the judges saying, okay, like, you did it unassisted, or you were assisted, in which case you don't get the record. Now, this, much like a lot of other... So basically, depending on how much you die. Yeah. Now, that's not to take away how much incredible swimmers they have to be, how much how much training, how oh much God. the breath hold. There's so much actual athletic prowess involved in all of this, but it is not just a go down and come up kind of thing. There's a lot of safety apparatus need, needs to take place, and only that can only be, when you think about it, there's only so much these people can go down because the safety people have to be free divers also. They can't really go down in scuba gear because if they have to help you, all that gear is not going to be helpful. And so it's a really specialized thing. And uh, so it's not just about this lady trying to break the record, but also this guy, Steven, who sort of develops how the whole safety diving team and protocol should be run. He sort of revitalizes and revamps how safety is done in these events. And what's cool is because it's happening in the advent of sort of extreme sports and the technology now, they have incredible footage of all of this stuff. All of the mm. events, all of the training, the they do GoPro stuff in their personal vlogs, so it's just all <laughs> filmed. Almost, well, that's how they that's how they fund all of yeah, this. Yeah, almost is, none know. of it is hearsay. It's all firsthand account taking place on this. Now, <laughs> it is shot beautifully. The relationship between Alessia and Stephen, I, I believe, became romantic. They don't focus on that. It's much more about their sort of mutual love for the sport and how they get together. So that's really, uh, that's very compelling. The runtime is short enough that I think you can, it's it's a beautiful watch. It reminds me in many ways of the reverse of Free Solo, which was a guy climbing mm. a mountain with no ropes, and this is people going down. <laughs> yeah. 
That was my first thought too. Yeah, yeah. And it's very much just as beautiful. And it's I, I preferred that documentary, but this is very good. The reason I had have have some feelings about it. Definitely a recommend. Let me start there. I definitely recommend it. My thing is this though. The way the entire sort of what to me appears to be the sort of framing device of the movie is the is that we don't hear anything from Steven or Alessia in the first 80% of the film, 90% of the film. Everything is accounts from other people using the past tense. And so right away you're like, oh, they dead? Are they dead? <laughs> right. Are they yes. both dead? Are one of them dead? Is somebody dead? Is nobody dead? And it, it became clear to me as we went on that regardless of the answer of this, I'm feeling manipulated. I'm feeling right. a little bit like that is a forced drama, which it doesn't need it. They are holding their breath and going down hundreds of meters, and then they gotta come back up. And, and, and then they're doing these crazy things. You don't need any, whether False they live drama. or die, like I, I'm worried about them anyway, right? So it felt a little like, uh, I, that, I didn't, uh, of course. Manipulative, I think that's the right word. Spoiler alert, there's not a super happy ending for everyone, I'll say that. Um, Interesting. Which almost stands to reason the way I'd be almost let down if it's just like a happy like, I mean, like ends, with a, it ends with a wedding. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're leading. <laughs> there's this f sense of foreboding that mm -hmm. it doesn't. It has to go somewhere. But if it does go somewhere, does that not make the film sort of? Are these people not? Like, what's the difference between celebrating someone's work and life and accomplishments versus right? Is it ghoulish? Yeah, it's it it doesn't yeah. feel ghoulish, but I but I will say it. The questions are asked, right? I'm 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 left asking those questions here. So I would love to hear what you think about that. If if you take a peek, let us know. Um, that but it that doesn't take away from I I they do their best to be celebratory and to draw focus onto this really interesting thing people do. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, God bless him. God bless like him. Craziness, craziness. Anyway, so that's the deepest breath. I did really enjoy it, and Jen watched the whole thing and didn't fall asleep, which is like saying I mean, something. That's 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 like a two thumbs up right there. All right, Keith. So that just leaves us, 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 us with our weekly red. What do you got for your weekly red? Well, I, it's not particularly different than it's than it's been for a while, but I've just been really enjoying being in a place of creativity. Yeah, and keeps and, in the flow uh, state. I'm in the flow state. I'm I'm writing stuff. I'm coming up with nonsense. People are pitching my pitching me ideas, and I'm stealing them and putting them into implement. You you pitched me an idea yesterday. It's already done and recorded and notated. It's already Excellent. in there, Excellent. and uh, it's it's been it's been it's been really really fun to be to be writing uh, as actively as I am, um, and to be sort of like in yeah in that creative flow state. And I I can't really talk about what I'm doing yet, uh, but Mike and Jen have already contributed to uh, the, uh, the, the the a demo already features them. It's, oh, we it's, had a blast! We had a freaking blast doing it. It's too. so it's so silly, and so I am appreciative. Uh, and I'm grateful for all the people in my life who are helping me with this uh, with this nonsense that I'm creating. Jillian's been a huge help. Oh, I'm sure you guys have been a huge help, and uh, we've been just putting out nonsense in oh, the I'm basement. Waiting for that here. first table read, baby. Those are my favorites. Yeah, well, it's it's coming. I mean, I I promise not to uh, 
not to write anything other than the opening number until I get the green light from the producers. Well, I'm six songs in and about 40 pages in the script and I haven't gotten it. So I can't help myself. I knew that was going to happen too. The second he said that, I was like, yeah, okay, cool. He was like, I've already <laughs> written four songs. I was like, yeah, okay. It's just that first one, right? Um, no, that's mm-hmm. awesome. We're really proud for you. Flow State, Keith, is what we're calling it. Uh, this is something completely different I'm going to throw your way, but I have always been a huge fan of listening to the radio. I love radio. And we can all hmm. think back to like growing up and like what our radio station was, right? Depending on where you lived in the country or whatnot. And what's been cool is that <clears throat> now with the proliferation of, well, yes, sadly, uh, as satellite radio is amazing, but you are moving away from the DJ experience, the curated music experience of some stations, some great NPR stations, some great local stations, different things. That's just an algorithm now. Yeah. But some of those great stations that are rock and rolling and continually to be funded uh, get are are continually to be funded because they are good and because people listen to them and because of the internet now people can listen to them all over. My friend turned me on to a, a radio station called The Current, which is based out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, it's 80, 89.3 there, but uh, starting two thousand five. They have gone national, so they you can find them online. You can find them. You can ask uh, Siri to play it for you. Just say, "Hey Siri, play the current," and it it gives you their live feed. Not it's not even a separate feed, which some stations do. It's the live feed, and they play an incredible mix of music, uh, uh, for all the way from just like current pop to seventies, eighties, nineties rock to hip hop. To, it is incredibly eclectic to soul. I mean, everything. They have a local show where they play a lot, just like local Minnesota music or, or local to where they're Duluth music. Uh, just really incredible. I love the DJs. I love the mix. They do a they do a, an album of the month where they play feature songs from that throughout the month. And I've thus far, I've really been listening for about three months now. I've enjoyed every one of those albums. It's it's expanded my musical tastes a little bit. Mm. Uh, it, it does all of the great stuff. And to the point where I have, I'm on the fence about I might actually support them. You know, I used to support WFUV out of New York. They've gotten a little stale and a little, like, their rotation is very tight right now. And so you're hearing the same things all the time, whereas The Current is feeling much more eclectic. I'm loving The Current. Check it out. You can also check out their website at thecurrent.org. Great music lives here, Keith, and great music, wherever you can find it, you should check it out. I'll talk next week about this. Uh, maybe I won't. In fact, I'm not even going to tease it because I've decided just in the moment I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't oh, say it Oh, that's so all. mysterious, yes. Uh, no, I went and saw a, a band recently that wasn't great. Um, but that's not what the Weekly Rad is about. The Weekly Rad is about no. rad stuff. No. Okay, so that said, Keith... Whatever cave you're listening to in, whatever you're watching, don't let anyone yuck your yuck. Keep on doing no. those things. You find fun, get creative, and keep on geeking on. Barbie made a billion dollars. <laughs>